on today's show, another Eastern Conference showdown for the Bucks, another young team and a different look Pistons team. We break down the matchup in your game preview coming up on Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Davis, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Camille, we have another game here today with the Bucks and the Pistons. We got a lot of games this week as this is uh, part of a back-to-back, which tells the story of the injury report, which we will get to in a second. And uh, on my show last night, I misspoke when looking at the back-to-backs and the way they're going to continue to manage Chris through Mm -hmm. these, thinking, okay, well, this is the last one you got to worry about. I forgot about next week where you have a back-to-back Friday and uh, Saturday. But after that, um, who knows what the schedule is going to be that first week in December with the play-in tournament. But you don't have any back-to-backs once you get through next week until January when you have three. So I think the hope is at that point, Chris will be past all these checkpoints and uh, you won't have any back-to-backs to to worry about for quite some time anyway. I know Chris himself mentioned the fact that he was hoping to get back up to his regular minutes allocation around the seven or eight game minute mark. But like you mentioned, we'll be curious to see how they continue to manage him on these back-to-backs. Uh, it makes sense to sit him on the first night of the back-to-back and see him play again tomorrow. It's a long season, as we've mentioned many times before. He's coming off of surgery, and he's been unhealthy for the last season and a half, really um, really working through some things. So taking our time with Chris and slow rolling him back into things, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I just hope that the game plan is what is going to be best for his body so that he's able to play those big minutes come playoff time. And with Chris being out tonight, it's going to give some other young bucks more opportunity um, at playing time as well, which should be interesting against this younger Detroit's Piston team. Yeah, maybe even uh, A.J. Green that I see some comments already calling uh, for A.J. Green. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we knew this was going to be the deal, at least for the last couple of weeks with with the back-to-backs for Chris. So that full injury report, the only change for the Bucks has been Chris Middleton. And there's there's just been one game this season where it hasn't been an injury report of the the three G League guys and Chris or just the three G League guys. And that, of course, was the uh, game that Marjan missed. So knock on wood, so far so good in terms of a health perspective for the Bucs. But uh, Chris, the only notable name out with that uh, right knee injury management on the Bucks side, there are three two-way deals as well. If Ty Ty, uh, Lindell Wigginton, and Marquise Bolden will miss the game as well. For the Pistons, It's a much different story. And look, this, we'll get into it in in just a moment. It's an intriguing Pistons team for a number of reasons. I think the splash they made in the offseason to bring in Monty Williams and make him the highest paid coach made them even more intriguing. Um, But I know the Pistons were a team that, you know, as you saw them more last year, uh, for me, I wondered, okay, if depending on who they bring in with the coach and even when there was thought of, and could the Pistons win the lottery here and to bring in Victor? There's a lot of intrigue that, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich is a vet that's going to stabilize things and could bring back some value as well. Uh, but the young guys that they have, this guy like Jalen Duran, who's uh, started to pop off the page, there's a lot of intrigue there. So we'll get that out of the way. 
But we should preface by uh, no uh, a guy who has been linked to the Bucks multiple times as, as recently as a season ago. He is out with a, a forearm contusion. Joe Harris is out with a right shoulder sprain. Jaden Ivey also out as he's dealing with an illness. Monte Morris is out with a quad strain. Isaiah Livers is out with an ankle sprain. And uh, Jalen Duran, who I mentioned, who got off at least the first couple of games this season to a fantastic start as a rim-running big, he's questionable with some ankle soreness. So it sounds as though that's going to be a game-time decision. So we'll know more about that in about five hours from now. Long story short, um, a lot of names not going to see the floor tonight for the Pistons. Yeah, and that's unfortunate for the Pistons side of things, given the fact that, I mean, they're coming into this game on a five-game losing streak, as it is. It's been tough going for them, losing some games that I know that their fans and the team itself thought they should have won, especially that game in Portland, uh, where they were up most of the game and ended up losing by nine in the last minute. So not having Jalen Durlin, who was a Durlin, who was a big part of the fact that they were able to get off to that two and two start to begin the season because he was playing like an amazing big. The rim protection was was pretty good from him. Um, you mentioned the rim running. His pairing with Cade has looked good. Uh, so now with all of these different injuries here with this Pistons team, and it's a Pistons team that, as you mentioned, is very young, new head coach. They've been having some spacing problems with Killian Hayes out there alongside Thompson with Cade. Uh, the shooting just hasn't been there. So now you're shrinking their bench and their rotation even more at this point. So it's going to be a lot more uh, pressure on Cade to kind of right the ship with them. Cade Cunningham already has, I believe, the sixth highest usage rate in the NBA right now. He also is one of the <laughs> NBA's turnover leaders. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of that combines while facing this Bucks team here uh, with all the injuries they have because it's already a high turnover team. And now we're going to see some guys getting more minutes than they have so far this season with all of these injuries. And we know the Bucks is a team that likes to try to create turnovers uh, under Adrian Griffin now. So that dynamic is going to be really fascinating to watch. Yeah, and it brings us to, and I know there's a comment in there as well about the defense, which, you know, both sides of the ball are going to continue to be a work in progress for the Bucks. We talked about that on our last show. But this, especially with the injuries, seems like, the Knicks game in the sense that this is an offense you should start to get right against. The Pistons are in the middle of the pack offensively and defensively coming into the game. Um, in terms of their rating, they're a team that plays at a slower pace. They do get into transition a decent amount, but this is nothing compared to uh, what the Bucks have gone up against recently. Um, in the bottom 10 in terms of the frequency that they're getting out in transition. And with some of those guys in the backcourt out, this seems like a golden opportunity for that defense to take another step forward. You would hope so. Like you mentioned, it's a great opportunity for them to do so. And this is a Pistons team that, uh, I mean, they can hurt you in a few different ways, but it's going not to be exactly the same as what we saw, like with a Cam Thomas type of talent where um, it's somebody who's going to be using their speed and really trying to get to, to some of those soft points in the drop coverage there. Cade Cunningham is somebody who's going to try to facilitate, get to the middle of the floor. Um, he moves at his own pace, which is perfectly fine. But uh, what's going to be really interesting to me to look at, too, thinking about defense 
is just how much they sag off of some of these guys who haven't shown themselves to be shooters. The sample size is still small right now in the season, but I mentioned Killian Hayes, uh, the Thompson twin that they have over there, haven't gotten off to great shooting starts to this season. So I'm curious as well to see just how much they play off and try to clog the lane against this Pistons team. Um, and on the flip side of that, thinking about the Pistons defense, it'll be really curious to see um, how they try to match up with this Bucks team, especially for rolling out with a lot of size uh, without them having with them having all the different injuries they have to their front court as well. I mean, the Pistons have injuries everywhere. It's not just their front court at this moment, but it'll be interesting to see how they try to keep up defensively with us as well. All right. So more on the uh, defense and one other area that uh, the Bucks are really going to need to take a big step forward in when uh, when we come back, because I feel like we mentioned it quite a bit already this season defense. And uh, the other one, no surprise, is uh, rebounding. And uh, again, to to make the comparison to what we saw in that Knicks game, there was a couple of troubling things that you're certainly going to need to uh, clean up. So how does that relate to this Pistons team? We'll dive into it after we fill you in on uh, prize picks. So Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, that includes pros and sharks, you pick more or less on the two to six player stat projections, and you watch as the winnings roll in. Basketball season's here. We all know that. You can pick combo projections across basketball and football from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you wanted to combine the Bucks and Drew Schultz, you can find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that website, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA, and use the code LockedOnNBA. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I mentioned uh, the transition aspect for it, uh, Camille. Pistons transition defense has not been great either. They're in the bottom 10 in both the frequency they allow their opponent to get to and how frequently that opponent is scoring or how efficient they are. So look, it's going to be both sides of the ball for the Bucks, And this really seems like one of those games you need at this point in the schedule, not to overlook the opponent, but there are going to be some weaknesses for this Pistons team, especially with the injuries that the Bucs should take advantage of. And you hope that they do. This is a game that, I mean, some could, I would low-key think of this almost as a trap game a little bit where you might be overlooking your opponent. You see the injury report. You see the fact that they're coming in on a five-game losing streak where it's like, okay, let's, let's you know, it's the Pistons. And I know for Bucks fans in itself, we think of the Pistons a certain way because the Pistons have been who they have been for the last few years. So you might look at it and be like, this should be an easy win, but those are the types of games where if you underestimate your opponent, even if they are, you know, short staffed or whatever the case may be, it could be detrimental to you. So for this game, like the Bucks have to continue to build those good habits. We've seen the fact that they have been trying different defensive schemes. They've been poor transition defense. As we've mentioned, we saw them get a key stop in that Brooklyn Nets game um, in a transition situation where Giannis got the block. And normally that's a situation where the Bucks so far this season would have gotten eaten up. So 
you like to see that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays. In addition, it'll be interesting to me um, thinking about transition defense and everything. Isaiah Stewart, big stew with with uh, with Jalen out. Like it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how he's able to step up. He's somewhat of an undersized big, um, so six eight. It'll be really interesting to see how he matches up. I mean, Marvin Bagley the third, six ten. So. It'll be a good, I think I see a comment here saying it could be a good Portis game tonight from Warren in the comments, which it absolutely could be because thinking of size and matching up, um, that could be a good one right there. Yeah, so you're going to have to deal with Cade Cunningham and uh, Sir Thompson too, who's also been off to a very, very good start. He's been kind of a Swiss Army knife for the uh, the Pistons and he's been one of their better rebounders. To me, that's the other area to really focus on tonight. You're helped out with potentially I know Jalen Duran in this game because he's been a monster on the glass to start mm-hmm. the season for the Pistons and a Sir Thompson as well for his uh, rebounding by position. And that's the area when I talk about looking back at, at what stood out from the Knicks game, you were still in it or allowed the Knicks to be in it despite your three-point shooting, despite a cleaned-up defense because of the rebounding and the offensive rebounding and that has been an area where the pistons have thrived now some of those names are going to miss tonight's game or potentially miss it with an injury but that's another area when we talk about cleaning up transition to me the rebounding is equally important because you can shoot 60 percent, but if you're giving your opponents multiple chances at this level they're going to convert on it and those are also momentum swinging plays a lot of the times when guys are getting offensive rebounds, kicking it back out, and then they're able to convert. Like it's you're just like, okay, we thought this possession was going to be over. Instead, we gave up a bucket and now we got to get back. And it can be demoralizing if you're continuously getting beat um, on the glass over and over and over. That was one thing about these Bucks teams over the last few years where I've always looked at it as a strength, where it's like, okay. We have Big Brook out there, and we know that Brook himself, the rebounding numbers aren't going to show him having double-digit rebounding games, but he's always been very fundamental about boxing out and making sure that his teammates are able to clean up um, on the glass. So the Bucs can't slack in that area tonight, and they're going to have to be have a concerted effort uh, boxing out so that we can limit the Pistons' offensive rebounding attempts. Because as you mentioned, having a, a wing – like a Sir Thompson being able to come in and average nine rebounds a game. Like this is a rookie wing who's averaging nine rebounds a game. The shooting, as I mentioned, hasn't been great, but what he brings to the game defensively, he can muck it up a lot. So I'll be also looking forward to seeing who they put him on uh, because he can also just kind of leak off and try to get those boards and crash the glass really hard. So the Bucks are going to have to be pretty fundamental about that, making sure they have a body on somebody that they're boxing out and that they're not allowing more second, uh, opportunity chances to the Pistons team. Yeah. And that's offensively what, what stands out the most is obviously Cade Cunningham and uh, the way that he has started this season. You mentioned a Sir Thompson too, and how he's kind of done everything. He's done rebounding. He's been basically a backup point guard, especially with the injuries. So he's made a big impact uh, early, but offensively, the other part that jumps out of it, this Pistons team, we saw it a lot with teams like the Bulls the last couple of years as well. They don't take a lot of threes. They don't make a lot of threes, uh, but when they do, they're good looks that they're getting, and they're still in the top five very early in their three-point shooting percentage. So they're very judicious about those looks uh, that they get, but that's another positive in, in my mind in terms of things to help get this defense right is probably not as much emphasis in this game of rushing out and finding those guys on the perimeter that this should be a game, again, not to overlook the opponent, where there's a lot of things you can say we took a step forward. 
and they you want to see it. You want to see it because we talk a lot for the game to game. I mean, we do this podcast every day. So we're talking about some of the same things, some of the same themes that we've seen early on in the season. And what you hope starts to happen, especially for a team like the Bucks with championship aspirations, is that as the season continues to go on, the conversation the conversations are shifting away from some of the exact same things that you're seeing over and over and over. We don't want to be the basketball version of the Packers here, where it's like it's these same things illing you every single game, and we're not seeing much progress that way. So, to your point about how the Pistons match up with the Bucks, um, they give the Bucks an opportunity to really show improvement over some areas that have been um, question marks or lacking or not as good as we thought they might be at this point in the season as a team that we expect to be a contender. So again, not overlooking the opponent at all with the Pistons because um, they're young, play at, play at their own pace. Kate Cunningham is a special talent as we've seen, but uh, where they have weaknesses, the Bucks should be able to overcome that with some perceived strengths of this team. Because, I mean, we mentioned turnovers, we mentioned rebounding, we mentioned transition. These are all areas here where, like, the Bucks should be able to, to do some damage. And it's it's one of those things you mentioned, the Packers, similar to that, too, if we saw the Lions have finally emerged as yeah. the team within the division. I'm not saying it's this year. It's going to happen eventually, especially with a guy like Cade Cunningham. The Pistons are no longer going to be that Pistons team that the Bucs have just routinely uh, beat up on, especially the last uh, five or six seasons. Uh, we'll get to some thoughts and what to look for in tonight's matchup and especially touch a little bit more on, and I, I see some of the comments about it, that Chris Haynes uh, report or story about Giannis and Dame continuing to develop that chemistry. But uh, first, I have to tell you some more about FanDuel here. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. $150. It's all yours if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Their app is easy to use. You have a wide range of betting options, such as spreads, player props, over-unders, you name it. They've got it and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So um, some quick final thoughts and looking ahead to this matchup. I, I've already kind of stated I expect this and, and maybe should temper those expectations with a new group, but I expect this to be a game where we see more steps forward for the Bucs on the defensive end of the floor. Rebounding and transition um, certainly are going to be key once again, and I think that's, that's going to remain unchanged for probably the next couple of weeks until we see both of those start to get in a really good spot. But I think the other thing that, that people are certainly looking for, and especially within the comments, is I've seen a lot of when is Dame going to look like Dame or when is Giannis going to look like Giannis. We've seen those brief pockets of it. It's going to take time to develop that chemistry for two guys that haven't played together outside of all-star games for, what, six, seven games now. Um, so it's going to continue to be a work in progress. But again, these are the types of teams, and especially with some front court injuries the Pistons are dealing with, where I would look for both of those to start to take a step forward. And I think we talked about uh, yesterday, too, Chris Haynes, an encouraging report, too, not to say we would assume any otherwise, anything different, uh, but that Damon Giannis are putting in that work together outside of the court to develop that chemistry and go over some things they see. Yeah. and. We've mentioned it before. 
it's not for lack of effort when it comes to this Bucks team. We know how Giannis is wired. He is somebody who lives, eats, and breathes basketball. He, he wants to be great at this. And Dame is somebody of that same cloth. And I say it all the time as kind of as a joke, but it's true. Like the NBA in real life is not like NBA 2K, where you can put somebody on a new team and you just start rolling right away. Like you have to develop some chemistry here. And although the fit between Giannis and Dame appears to be so clean because of their strengths and weaknesses and the way that they're able to uh, stretch and stress out defenses because of their gravity, it is still a little bit clunky. They have to put in that time to work. Both guys had off seasons that weren't like their normal off seasons. Dame had the whole thing going on in Portland where he's mentioned multiple times. He wasn't able to get a lot of five on five playtime in like, so he's really ramping up now. Uh, Giannis had the knee surgery in the offseason, so he had to sit down and rest a little bit more than he's used to. So he's also playing himself into shape in a certain uh, degree. And historically, Dame is somebody who has started the season off slowly. Like looking back at his numbers from last year in November, he averaged 22.3 points on 53% true shooting. December, that went up to 29.2 points on 64% true shooting. January bumped up to 34.5 points on 70 or 67% true shooting. And February of last year, he was averaging 38.5 points on 69% true shooting. And I am not saying that I think that Dame is going to be averaging, you know, 39 points or whatever the case may be, but it just goes to show that historically he does tend to start the season off a little bit slower. So while he's working himself into playing shape while also adjusting to playing with a whole new team in a different role, like his usage rate is lower than it has been in quite a few seasons, it's going to take time. So outside of knowing that these guys are putting in work and practice together, hearing that Chris Haynes report that they're also spending time with each other outside of practice at one another's homes, going over film, having the conversations, it all fits. I mean, when Dame first arrived, Giannis popped up on him at the gym and he didn't even know Giannis was going to appear. And he mentioned that he didn't even get his physicals done for hours until like early in the morning because him and Giannis are sitting there talking through strategy, talking through how they like to play the game. So um, it's not for lack of effort. Um, What we see on the court about things being clunky or not working out the way we thought they might offensively. And it gives me some encouragement to hear how much time they're putting in on this. And I feel like we're going to see the results, you know, coming soon. Not sure how soon that's going to be, but we know they're putting in the time and the effort behind the scenes. And I feel like that's going to show up on the court soon. Yeah. And uh, a, a couple of uh, the comments that kind of piggyback off of that. Um, Dame, a little too differential differential so far this season. You heard Griff ask that after, uh, I think it was either the Knicks game or uh, after the game in Brooklyn, but he was basically asked the same thing and and essentially said, yeah, but what we just went over too of like, well, Dame is still learning everything. Dame's learning new teammates, a new system, and trying to figure out where that place is. And, and Griff pointed out, I told him, I told Giannis, and, and told Chris, I just need you guys to be you guys, and we'll go from there. And I, I think the other thing we touched on too is, you know, we've seen two straight games. We obviously won't see it tonight of Chris closing the game and increasing his minutes. And, and the way Griff spoke about those three together of, and I wish I could have it for 40 minutes and I can't wait until we get to that point. That's going to be a big piece of it too, because that changes a lot of the lineups you're seeing these guys with when Chris's minutes are still limited. So it's just going to take time is the the big thing to get across in terms of their offense and their defense. And the other thing too, we touched on Giannis and how he's been used so far, but a lot of comments about his rebounding and the numbers not being where we saw. Obviously took a step forward against the Nets. 
I don't know about you. I think a lot of that is it's going to continue to tick upward. A lot of it was early on, especially how Griff wanted this team to play mm-hmm. defensively. You got your bigs away from the basket more frequently. That We've seen the good where you have Bobby Portis ripping the ball and, and leading to transition, but you want your bigs to play up and pressure the ball a little bit more. So until they find that right balance, you're probably going to see some of these. Man, Giannis only had seven rebounds tonight. Yeah, it was uh, which game? It was a recent game where he only had one defensive rebound, and I was like, yeah. "That is very unlike Giannis to only have one defensive rebound in an entire game." And like you mentioned, he bounced back against the the Nets the other night with double digit rebounding effort. But scheme matters, and where your guys are on the floor to be able to be um, in the right position to board. And that was a thing I mentioned earlier when I noticed with Malik Beasley, where I'm like, "Oh, he's really attacking the glass here. He's really trying to get some boards," which was strange for me to see and I understand why it's because you know you're seeing our bigs playing up so the guards had to crash at that time so it'll be interesting to continue to watch how that develops with whatever scheme that they're going to be running primarily or whatever schemes they're running dependent upon personnel on the floor um, and who is going to be in position to be able to get those rebounds because like mentioned earlier uh, a Sir Thompson like that's a guy who's going to be crashing the glass from the wing position so our wing guys are also going to have to make sure that they don't fall asleep or try to leak out or think about anything else besides securing the, the ball to end that possession before they continue on the other end on the floor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on, on rebounding tonight and hopefully that's an area where the bucks can take a step forward. We mentioned transition, something that I think we're going to keep an eye on both sides of the floor for who knows how long until it seems like this team uh, can get into the right spot. And also I wouldn't be surprised. We saw it in the second half. If you see even more zone tonight, especially against the Pistons team that we said, doesn't take a lot of three point shots. Those are the teams that you can roll that out against mm-hmm. um, even more, but uh, hopefully this is a get right. Feel good game that we see tonight between the bucks and the Pistons. And uh, we have good things for you and Frank to discuss on the post game pod tonight. That's the hope. That is the hope that when we come back here tonight with Frank and we're we're discussing the game, that we have some positive things to talk about. That um, one, that's a Bucks win. First and foremost, hoping for a Bucks win tonight, but just also seeing the team continue to progress forward um, in some areas where we know they can clean things up at because we're not used to the Bucks being a bottom uh, third defense in this league over the last few years with Bud and with as much of an emphasis as that was and mentioned on our show the other day with Giannis saying like, we know our identity at this point. We just have to figure out what personnel works and figure out how we're going to do this, but we know our identity and I have confidence that we're going to be able to be who we know we can be. It's just, we got to figure it out. So this is another game, another chance for them to try to figure that out. Um, I see someone (laughs) in the comments quoting some Dame bars. We know Dame loves the rap and apparently Dame said, I get 50 on the Pistons and that energy consistent. So hopefully tonight, you know, maybe Dame can can do something a little special for us. I'll settle for forty. Like if, if Dame <laughs> has another thirty nine and over forty, that's 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 a more than fine too. So uh, Camille and Frank will be back tonight with the post game pod again. Hopefully, this is like the Bucks Pistons of old matchups, and we're recapping a, a big win here in the defense, especially taking another step forward. I think we'll do this again tomorrow, or we'll do another pregame uh, pod game preview pod with the Bucks in Indianapolis to take on the Pacers. And that is going to be a lot different than this one. When you yeah. talk about Brooklyn, we'll get into it on tomorrow's show, but a lot more similar to Brooklyn in the way they get up and down the floor. 
they've got one of the best offenses in the league. It reminds you what Rick Carlisle was doing with Luka early on in Dallas and the way Tyrese Halliburton has played. So we'll take a look at uh, that one. Uh, I got to shave because we got a home game tonight. <laughs> so if you're at the game, stop by and uh, say hello. I think we're in 117. And Camille and Frank will have you guys for the post game to uh, wrap up what we saw tonight. For Camille, I'm Justin. We will talk to you guys later.